Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you are in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And we are going to do something a little special in honor of Independence Day. We're going to be doing a reading of the Declaration of Independence. And I am certain there are probably other others out there that are probably going to be doing the same thing. All that said, it is something that I feel that I want to do over here, regardless of what others are or are not doing. It is something that I find very important because everybody should be listening to this and it's good to have on recording anyway, so people can go back and refer to it and they can listen to it because if nothing else, if you're not going to read it, at least you can listen to it. Two things I want to go over. First, I want to go over two definitions. The first definition is declaration. There's five, according to the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary, excuse me, there are five definitions. We have an affirmation, an open expression of facts or opinions, verbal utterance. Definition two, expression of facts, opinions, promises, predictions, etc. In writings, records, or reports of what has been declared or uttered. Definition three, publication, manifestation. Definition four, a public annunciation, proclamation as the Declaration of Independence, July 4, 1776. And definition five, in law, that part of the process or pleading in which the plaintiff sets forth at large his cause of complaint, the narration or count. The definition for independence now. A state of being not dependent, complete exemption from control or the powers power of others. Definition two, a state in which a person does not rely on others for subsistence, ability to support oneself. Definition three, a state of mind in which a person acts without bias or influence from others, exemption from undue influence, self-direction, independence of mind is an important qualification in a judge. Excuse me, I think I just read an example on that last part there. So I want to go over those two definitions. Now, as far as the declaration goes, a lot of people, when they celebrate this day, I don't really think they take the time to sit and reflect of what they're actually celebrating. I don't think people take the time to really think about what it was that our founders were really declaring. Well, that's easy, Jason. It was independence. Yeah. From who? Because if you ask that question from a lot of people, you won't get that answer. You won't get the answer, Great Britain. They were trying to gain independence and, you know, flee from the tyrants of Great Britain. You won't get that answer. People... Look at this holiday as just another three-day weekend, possibly four, depending on where you work. 
Some people often look at this as a time to go golfing, crank out the barbecue, go shoot some guns, maybe get on the jet ski, go do some boating, whatever. And listen, I'm not demonizing anybody who does that because I like all those things, except golfing. I, I'm terrible at golf. Terrible at golf. I'm the guy that will drive the golf cart and have a couple beers, but I suck at golfing. <clears throat> Excuse me again, I have a frog in my throat, so beg, I beg your pardon here. And all those things are fun. And to spend time with family and loved ones is also very important. However, it seems for most, that seems to be the extent of the 4th of July. Nobody actually says happy Independence Day. I had somebody look at me like I had three heads today when I said, hey, happy Independence Day. They looked at me like, what are you talking about? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Nobody understands what the 4th of July is. Again, it's just looked at as another holiday, another day off from work, an extra holiday pay. We need to get back to understanding our founding documents. I know they're not fun to read, but that is how we move forward is by looking back at what our founders did. If we're going to have any semblance of a nation that is self-governed by we the people, we need to understand and comprehend these documents. And that also includes the Holy Bible. So let's get rid right into reading it. So in Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth to separ the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and, the, and of nature's God entitle them, a dissent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariable, invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. <clears throat> such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. 
the history, <clears throat> my goodness, excuse me, <clears throat> the history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having indirect object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused to his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public record for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measure. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly, manly firmness in his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of land. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount of payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He is affected to render the military independent of and superior to civil power. He is combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts to, of pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, <clears throat> for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute role, rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our government. 
for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coast, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrection amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting inattentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by the, their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connection and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consingu... Uh, oh boy, excuse me. Consanguinity. I probably butchered that word. Excuse me for that. We must therefore acquiesce and acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the british crown and that all political connections between them and the state of great britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to, our, to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Now, how many people, now, if you're in the assembly, I, I'm willing to bet some of you have read this, but how many people in general have at least taken the time to read this at least once in their life in its entirety? And it's not like it's a lot. This last paragraph is my favorite paragraph. 
the last line is my favorite line. Because, again, and I'm going to repeat it, and for the support of this declaration, again, when I read that, and for the support of this declaration, what I'm hearing here is they are putting up as collateral their lives, obviously their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And not only are they putting up, up for collateral, but they're pledging each other this is what they're going to do. And the only protection that they're relying on is from God. And so it says, and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I love that last sentence. I really do. And you know, when I'm thinking about it, I'm going to look up another word here. Oops, sorry about that. Bump my microphone stand. That was probably loud. Somebody brought up this word, and I wanted to also bring this up because a lot of people probably don't know what it stands for or what it means. Unalienable. Unalienable. That's an adjective. And according to the Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary, Obviously, it means not alienable, but it means that may not be transferred. That is what an, an unalienable right is. That may not be transferred because you were born with God-given rights. You cannot give those away even if you wanted to. That may not be transferred. Unalienable. People read that and they say, hmm, I think I read that one time in, in the, somewhere in a history book. Yeah, but do you know what it means? Anyway, I didn't want to go on too long here, and I do apologize for the little coughing and throat clearing <clears throat> like that. I should have been more prepared and brought a bottle of water down. This was kind of done. I was doing this more spur of the moment because... Well, the rest of my neighbors, which I'm friends with, I actually got invited to two households. Unfortunately, I had to decline because I got to get up at 2.30 in the morning. Excuse me. I got to get up at 2. I got to be at work by 2.30. Um, thank God work is just right up the road. But while everybody else is outside getting ready to shoot off explosive fireworks and having cookouts and drinking beer and having fun, playing loud music, to me, I honestly don't find a lot of enjoyment doing that on a day like today or technically tomorrow because I don't want to celebrate a day like today or this weekend, which technically is tomorrow, of course. I don't want to celebrate this with people who have no flipping idea what they're actually celebrating. I really don't. I'd rather be in my studio Reading off the Declaration of Independence in honor of Independence Day. That, to me, is the way I like to celebrate. Don't get me wrong. I like to have a few beers and enjoy going out in the boat. I like shooting off fireworks. Again, I've always said I'm a, self, I'm a, I'm a pyro. I love fireworks. But see, when I do it, 
it's going to be done for reasons sincere within my heart because I do truly appreciate what this day is about. And we are going to have another 1776 moment. I believe within our assembly, because of what we have going on, and I think one day I want to see if I can read our, our I don't want to say our new Declaration of Independence, but there is um, an, you know, an addition to it within our assembly. I like to make sure I can read it, but I think I should be able to because I see it on the assembly sites. So if it's on the assembly sites, therefore it's public domain. Therefore, it should not be a big deal to read it off on the air. So maybe I might do that tomorrow, possibly. But at the end of the day, we must not forget what this day is about, what we broke away from, and why. And the big thing that we're dealing with today versus what they dealt with back then is they were able to leave one landmass to come to another landmass. We have a unique problem on our hands here. They are embedded within like fleas on a dog. Teeny, teeny, tiny on this big bodied animal. And when it bites, you feel it. And we got to get rid of these nasty creeping insects. That is the difference with our fight. They're embedded with us. So with that, I want to say have a safe, happy Independence Day. Please be safe when you're shooting off fireworks. Do not burn yourself. Do not blow yourself up. I do not want to see anybody on the news, especially someone in the assembly. <laughs> so with that said, I will be back tomorrow with a His Hard Line um, 1% with Him episode. We'll do another Bible reading tomorrow. Possibly I might do some more reading out of the 2000-25 uh, field training manual. Because there's a lot of pages and I don't want to have this drawn out for many, many, many weeks. I want to get through it and get the information out there. So until then or the next time, I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed night. And until then or the next time, we'll see you later. Have a good night.